Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You'll never get rich if you don't provide value to others. We're going live. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, folks. And it's the weekend before Christmas. Do you have all your shopping done? I think I finally got mine done. Finally. (laughs) Hmm. How's the audio today, guys? I'm not streaming to Instagram. So that was a fun experience uh, experiment on, on Wednesday, streaming directly to Instagram. Effed everything up. <laughs> I went back and listened to that episode. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God, that was hard to get through. It was hard to get through the audio just because I had to have a separate window open. It was just sucking the bandwidth. So let me know how the sound is this morning. It should be better. Should be better. Okay. <laughs> Brother Nathan already sent a super chat. He wants he wants one of the new sound drops. I posted it last night on so, social media. Uh, let's wait till the eight minute mark on that one, bro. <laughs> oh man, what's good, CW? What's good, brother? Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Sounds better so far. Appreciate it. Okay, cool. Hopefully, cross your fingers. I also rebooted everything uh, this morning, so hopefully everything's good. I can't stand that. That, there's nothing worse than bad audio on a podcast. Like you, y'all will tolerate bad video quality, but most people will not tolerate bad audio. All right. So, uh, by the way, if you haven't received the book yet, uh, it's too late. It like it. It's too late to order it as a Christmas gift. I should say, too late to order it as a Christmas gift. It won't. Re- it won't reach you on time. I'm afraid. But it's never too late to to give it out as a gift in general. I'm talking, of course, about this book right here. Everything I wish I knew when I was 18. So too late to get it for Christmas if you uh, were planning on waiting. And I don't know why you're waiting until the Friday before Christmas to order as a gift anyway. But you waited too damn long for that. So um, nothing I can do about that. It's print on demand. You know, they got to have time to print it. We're not talking about that book today, though. We are talking about this book. Well, at least this one. See, it's a trilogy, right? But we're only going to be doing this first one here, The Science of Getting Rich. We're continuing our series. This is episode six in this series on The Science of Getting Rich. And like the previous episodes, I'm not going to read it to you. Uh, I'm not going to read the chapter to you verbatim. But I highly recommend you guys read this book right? Read this as we're going along. So we're all the way up to chapter six. They're, they're very short chapters. If you haven't been reading along until now, get the book, catch up. And then next week when we do chapter seven, uh, you'll be right up there with me. You'll be right up there with me. Okay. Uh, but this chapter is on how riches come to you, right? So, so far 
just to catch you guys up, we've learned that there's this substance the, of which all things are made and it permeates, penetrates, and, uh, you know, is, is all, is everything. And, uh, it interacts with our thoughts. Our, our the last episode was the, the main key ingredient to all of this, which was our, our, you know, our, the power of our, our thoughts, right? Yes. Basically the force as Mike says, yes, basically. Oh, yes. Thank you, Nurse Chick, for bringing that up. So Nurse Chick gave me this shirt. <laughs> and uh, this chapter happens to get kind of heavy, kind of heavy on the uh, spiritual side. Like it, it actually we're going to we're, we're going to do a sermon today, baby. We're we're going to talk about we are going to be talking about Jesus. And I thought, you know what? Why not offset that seriousness with a little levity? <laughs> And Nurse Chick's leg rest shirt. So uh, just to keep things, you know, keep things even keel, keep things uh, on the up and up on, <laughs> on this show. All right, guys, before we get too far into this, be sure to like, subscribe, hit those notifications uh, if you haven't done so already. Please, please sound off in the live, especially if my audio quality sucks. Like, don't wait until 30 minutes into the show before you're like, you know what? There's something off with your audio. Okay. I hate that, guys. Please help help a brother out. Uh, but just let me know. And then uh, and then also if you guys uh disagree with anything I say from this book, like remember, we're going through this book. Like, I didn't write this book, okay? We're going through a lot of his concepts. Um, I happen to agree with a lot of them, but maybe you don't. Uh, and that's fine. It's okay. If you're like, Hey, that's nonsense. I don't believe in that. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Like, uh, what do you believe? Right. Just, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. We can, we can agree to disagree. I'm, I'm one of those guys that, uh, I can actually get along with people that don't share the same ideas as me. You know, I don't care. Um, Guys, do send super chats. I have two new drops today. I have one that I added on Wednesday. Pick from one of those three. If you send a super chat in, say, give me this drop. All right. Um, we already have one in the in there. We're waiting for the eight minute mark. Uh, Brother Nathan's already called his spot on that one. So we'll 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 let him have that one right after uh, we, we get to the eight minute mark here. All right, guys, let's get into this. So the first key concept in this chapter of the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles <clears throat> is the idea of fair dealings, right? He says, uh, the, you know, that the idea, it's the idea that one should not drive sharp bargains or deal unfairly with others. Instead, transactions should result in mutual benefit, mutual benefit. So it's like, you know, you ever hear, uh, you know, snake oil salesmen, right? They're, they're selling you snake oil and, uh, you're, you're, you're paying for money or you're paying with money. And then you're getting something that doesn't do anything in return. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's not giving someone something for mutual benefit, is it right? They're basically, they're basically shysters. You know what I mean? Like they're stealing money from you. Okay. Um, so you never want to do that. You know, money you make that way is you're never going to keep it right? The laws of the universe are very precise, okay? You're going to lose that money quickly if you're swindling people, right? So he talks about use value versus cash value. 
Lee! Lee, what's up, my boy Lee? You're my boy Lee. Um, he talks about use value versus cash value, right? An emphasis on providing more use value than cash value in transactions. Now, he gives a, an example, um, the example of giving a man a useful item in exchange for something of lesser value. So an example of this, I would say, is customer service, right? When I worked, uh, when I was a, a teenager, I used to work at a Safeway. I worked at a Safeway for about two years when I was in high school. And that company really taught me customer service. And I've had other jobs that required customer service after that. But Safeway, especially the Safeway in Conifer, Colorado, would beat it into us the importance of customer service, providing customer service. And that is a lost art nowadays. Nobody provides customer service these days. And when you when you get it, it is it is rare. It's rare like a diamond now. People are so entitled now that they just don't they don't offer you any kind of service. And if if uh you you sort of like expect service, then they 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 treat you like crap, you know, because they're like, oh you're acting entitled. It's like no I'm like your customer man. You know, what happened to the customer's always right? Oh, well, customers are always right. Okay. F off, man. You know, it's like, bro, what happened to customer service? Anyway, so when I worked at Safeway, one of the things that they taught us was that what set Safeway apart from Albertsons and King Supers, those were the, the big chains around the area at the time. Uh, they were like, what sets us apart from those guys isn't our prices. They're like, our prices are basically the same. If you go, if you go to King Supers, you know, their meat might be, I don't know, a couple cents cheaper or, you know, you go to Albertsons, maybe their meat's a couple cents more expensive, it, but it's all relative, right? It's all relatively the same. And then they're always having sales, right? Our prices are largely the same. We're selling the same crap. What sets us apart is our service to people. So when one of the things that we would always do is if someone said, Hey, where speaking of cereal hey where's uh where can i find the captain crunch we wouldn't say oh it's down on aisle 12 and then go back to mopping the floor right we would set the mop down go let me show you and we would walk them to aisle 12 and say here's here it is right here you know can i help you find anything else is there anything else you're you're looking for and then as you're you know mopping the floor you'd see people look you know wandering on the start hey how's it going today can i help you find anything like you would go out of your way to help these people if they couldn't make a decision between two products and you saw them in the in the in the aisle, you'd say, "Hey, can I help you with something?" They're like, oh, "I'm just trying to decide whether whether this one's better than this one." Be like, "Hey, let's open them up, right? You open them up, have some, right? Just give it to them right there." The store doesn't care that you opened up a three dollar box of cookies, right? Because they're now getting a customer for life, right? You're giving them value. Okay, so that's an example of customer service. Okay, um, my law of attraction course. Okay, my law of attraction course. Shameless plug, but you know that's why we're here. <laughs> my law of attraction course. Right. Um, <clears throat> you might get sticker price at first. Okay, but the value I give you in that course could be used to attract millions of dollars. Okay. So it's it's a value exchange, okay? And you're getting the high end of that value exchange, okay? AJ from Arms Detailing Channel on YouTube did a review of my course. He's, he, and he said that based purely on value, he didn't think I charged enough for that course. I was like, oh, 
okay. But I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna leave the course where it's at. I think it's I think it's fairly priced. I think it's fairly priced, but the information you get from that course is invaluable. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you can use it in all areas of your life. Okay. Waddles uses the example of a painting <clears throat> that someone would consider worth a thousand dollars in a city like New York. Okay. He's like, if you take this painting and he tried to uh, exchange it with an Eskimo for $500 worth of furs, even though it's worth a thousand dollars to him and he's only you know, he's only asking for $500 worth of furs to the Eskimo. The Eskimo has no use for the painting. You see what I'm saying? So it's not a good value trade, right? He says, but if he gave the Eskimo a $50 gun, guys, a $50 gun. Re remember, this book was written in 1911, okay? You could get a gun for 50 bucks. <laughs> he goes, if he, give the, if he gave that Eskimo a $50 gun, in exchange for $500 worth of furs, <clears throat> now the person in New York City might go, man, you ripped that guy off. You gave him a $50 gun and he gave you $500 worth of furs. But to the Eskimo, it would have been a good trade because the Eskimo could use that gun to get more furs and food, right? And with all the, the, with all the furs and all the food he could have with that gun, the Eskimo would be rich. Right amongst his people in 1911, <laughs> he would have been a rich man because he would have been able to get all the furs that he wanted. He would have been able to provide enough food for his family. He would have been a rich Eskimo. Okay. So that would have been a very good value trade a $50 gun for $500 worth of furs. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's all relative. It's all relative. Reminds me of uh, when I used to do home computer repair. I used to do home computer repair as a side hustle. I talk about it in the in my book. And I would run, I would literally, uh, I, I, I create a CD, right? With different free tools that I, I knew about on the internet working in IT. Things like AVG antivirus, right? You used to be able to get, I don't know if you still can, I haven't looked in years, but um, you used to be able to get this free antivirus called AVG antivirus. And it was a good antivirus, man. That thing was better than McAfee, right? And most home users, uh, what, what they would do is they go and buy a, a, a laptop at, at Staples. They get a free trial of McAfee. That's a 90-day free trial. And they think they're good. They're like, oh yeah, I've got antivirus on this thing. And, and they're good. That trial runs out after 90 days and they never renew it. They never buy the new one and they don't put anything else on there. And then they surf porn for three years. And then their, their laptops are riddled with viruses. And so then they call a computer repair guy like me. And what I would do is I would burn a CD with all sorts of free tools and I would bring it. And usually that was 99% of my, my job, right? And what I would do was I would charge $50 an hour, which at that time really wasn't that much. I knew, I think uh, Geek Squad at the time was charging way more than that. And I knew other guys around town that were charging way more than that. I was really just trying to make ex uh, build experience for myself and resume fodder, you know, and then a little bit of side money. So I was charged $50 an hour and I would go to those people's houses and I would literally run free software for $50 an hour. And at first I thought, man, this, uh, this just doesn't seem right. 
this doesn't seem right that I'm I'm running I'm charging them fifty dollars an hour, and sometimes you know especially on slower computers running a virus scan can take like a couple hours. So I'd make a hundred bucks running free software, and I I first had like a moral issue with it, but someone told me <clears throat> they told me you know what you, it, they're not paying you to run the free software because if they knew how to do it they would just get the free software themselves. You, they're paying you for your expertise. They're paying you because you have experience and you know what to do in a situation like this. You know what I mean? So you are actually providing them $50 at least worth of value, right? They're paying me for the expertise, not the software. And, you know, I was also charging less than Geek Squad, right? Right. Okay. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's get, let's get the super chat. Nate, brother Nathan says, get that new sound. Okay. Okay, here you go. You want the you want this one. Walk us to the club like what up? I got a big cock. Yeah, Nathan got a big cock. <laughs> All right. We've got another one. If anyone wants to hear it, they can send a super chat in. Um, before we get before we go too much further into this. Uh oh, let's see here. We want this one. Social media. Guys, follow me on social media if you don't do so already. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I'll send you free stickers. You get 20 dating app openers, and you also get a free chapter of my book, Everything I Wish I Knew When I Was 18. I've got so many books here. I've Ask Nurse Chick. i got a pile of books sitting here. Uh, get a free chapter of my book, right, if you sign up for the, uh, for the email list, right? If you don't want the stickers, I just got another return one. You international bastards. If you don't want the stickers, just write, don't want stickers in the address field, okay? But an international stamp cost me a buck 50, okay? Cost me like a buck 50, and uh, I those are the ones that keep getting returned. So either write your address correctly or just put don't want stickers, okay? Either one, either one of those, all right? Um, get the book, guys, books.comeonmanpod.com. That will take you to the... Um, author's page on Amazon. There you can find all the versions of the book. I've got paperback, hardcover, the special edition. I've got uh, the Kindle edition, and I also have it on Audible. You can get them all at books.comeonmanpod.com. The author, the the uh, autographed author's editions, those are still on back order. I won't get those until the, uh, the beginning of the new year. So if you want something, you don't want to wait for a signature, just get it on Amazon right now, okay? And then uh, check out the Practical Law of Attraction course. I already talked about that quickly there. Um, let's play a commercial for the book, and then we will continue this conversation. Life is a journey filled with twists and turns. Why is it that essential life lessons aren't taught in school? You probably know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but do you know how to invest in a Roth IRA? We're not taught to build ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. The roadmap to success is more than just a college degree. You don't have to follow the traditional route. Success isn't confined to a classroom. It's about discovering your own path. You ever wish that someone handed you a guidebook to life when you were 18? Well, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Advice for young men to create a great life for themselves. This book is your compass, guiding you to pick the right career how to invest wisely, and how to prepare for a fulfilling future. To take control of your health and your fitness, learn how to date efficiently and find genuine desire, and master the art 
of leading healthy relationships. Your path is defined by the choices you make, not by others' expectations. Don't wait until you're 35 to unlock your potential. Order your copy now on Amazon. Rewrite your story. Build the life you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good point, Nathan. You can actually get the audio type. You can get, I guess you can get the Kindle edition too, uh, before Christmas. So touche, touche. All right. <laughs> oh, Lee always gives himself excellent customer service when he's working at the self checkout at Walmart. <laughs> Man, that see, that's that just goes to prove the point, right? Like customer service is dead. You know, it's like, it's hard to find that anymore. And then with a $15 an hour minimum wage, they've replaced, they've replaced roles that were designed to offer customer service with machines now. But if you're a smart guy, uh, instead of trying to be the guy that got replaced at Walmart with a machine, go get a job working on the machine. You know what I mean? All right. Outstanding service you're providing, Paul. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Creative plane versus the competitive plane. That's the next concept here. Moving from a competitive mindset to a creative one in business, focusing on adding value rather than beating others. So if your focus uh, becomes more on selling goods and services that add value to people, um, to someone's life, you can worry less about competing with others and trying to crush your competitors. Okay. Now he suggests that if in order for your business to succeed, you must take away someone else's livelihood or crush their business. You might be in the wrong business. You might be in the wrong business. If that's, if that's the only way you can succeed is by crushing other people's business. Right. And that's how I look at date coaching and podcasting, right? I'm cool with working with everybody. I'm cool with working with everybody. I'm definitely not here trying to crush other podcasts or steal clients from other coaches. You know what I mean? Like if if you find a, a coach that's giving you a better service, better value, and you're learning more from that person and like what they're saying resonates with you, go with that guy. Go with that guy. I'm happy. <laughs> you know, please do. I want the best experience for you. I want you to succeed, right? Um, same thing with the podcast. I mean, there are 24 hours in a day and my podcast is only an hour long. I think you can fit me in with the Fresh and Fit guys. Why not, right? I, I'm not trying to compete with those guys, right? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying here? Um, so that's how I look at it, right? I'm not trying to compete with those guys necessarily, I'd like to work with everybody. That's why I always have other types of date coaches with different uh, mentalities, different points of view on my on my podcast. You know, I just like providing that value to people. Um, now, 
if I provide more value than other podcast hosts and my clients feel like they're getting more value out of working with me than they did with the other coach, is that not a good thing? That's a good thing, right? Shouldn't my audience and my clients be getting ridiculous amounts of value? I think so. I think so. <laughs> and if they aren't, then that's on me. That's on me to step up my game, right? Uh, but that means I need to step up the services that I offer uh, and not necessarily talk trash about my colleagues in the space, right? Doesn't that make sense? That makes sense to me anyway. That makes sense to me anyway. And, and God damn it. I look at I look at some of these other guys in the space like this, this son of a bitch. This son of a bitch. And I'm like, God damn it. God damn that guy. <laughs> He's so fucking smart. Nah, but then I just like, I'm like, man, uh, I love learning from people like that. I'm going, Let me sit under their learning tree. Let's see what they're doing, right? That's how I look at that. I'm not trying to compete with Ryan. I love throwing business Ryan's way. Like buy his book, Dread. I was reading that last night. God damn, it's so good. Fuck that guy. All right, next concept. Principle of advancement. Organizing business to allow employees to advance and climb the ladder, promoting growth and development. So he argues that if you have your own business and you're hiring people to do work for you, you need to expect your employees to give you more in service than you pay them in cash value, right? He's basically saying they need to be doing to, for you what you would be doing for your, for your customers, right? You're like, you're out there trying to provide more value than they're giving you in cash value. Okay, you're increasing their life with with whatever value you're providing them and the cash that they're providing back probably isn't enough. It's probably not enough, but that's okay. That's okay because by providing so much value, they're going to start telling their friends. You know what I mean? They're going to tell everybody and you're going to start getting more business. That's how that works, right? So he says that in reverse, if you're hiring people, you sort of need to expect that from them right? You need to expect employees to give you more in service than you're paying them in cash value. But in return, in order for this to work, you need to provide them value in a different way, okay? You need to make your business the kind of environment where employees can earn advancement if they wish to do so, okay? If they're putting in their work and their blood, sweat, and tears, you need to provide an avenue for them to advance in your company. Okay. Essentially, he's saying that you can make your business successful by giving employees the opportunity to get rich themselves by working hard and advancing in the company. Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't it sound like most employers are failing on that? <laughs> Isn't it funny? I just think it's funny. I think it's funny um, that most companies are willing to spend more on new talent than they are at giving raises and promotions to current talent to keep them. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? I talk about that in my book. If you work in IT, if you work in the IT business, you are better off every two years looking for a new job than it is than, than you are staying with a company for 30 years and expecting some kind of pension and a gold watch. Those days are gone right? For whatever reason, employers are, are more than happy to spend more money on new talent than they are to keep their existing talent. And it's sad and pathetic, 
and they could learn something from this book, couldn't they? <laughs> but as uh, as an IT guy, you're actually smarter. You're going to give yourself a raise. You're going to actually move up the chain faster if every two years you look for a new job in a new position. Yeah, it's sad, but it's true. Um, now he says, now if your employees, if you have the opportunities available. And if they work hard, they can move up, but they don't take advantage of it. That's that's on them. That's not on you. Okay, you you've, you're providing the opportunity if they work hard, right? Yes, Mike can confirm. He knows what's up. All right, guys. Um, beer club, join the beer club. It's only ten bucks a month. Good group of dudes. Uh, I haven't picked our next meetup in January yet, but we do have Eric Everhard coming in January seventh, so the first Sunday of the new year. Legendary porn star Eric Everhard's giving us a lecture, and you can join for only ten bucks and, and get in on that. And then coaching's available, one-on-one -on -one coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. All right, guys. The next concept is visualization and faith: the importance of holding a mental image of what one desires, having absolute faith, and claiming it as already achieved. Okay. So he uses the example of a sewing machine, which is why. Which is why in the thumbnail, there's a sewing machine. And FYI, what, for these episodes, what I've been doing to create the thumbnails for these is I take the whole chapter, I paste it into ChatGPT, and I say, ChatGPT, give me a Dolly prompt for a, an image that would capture what's in this chapter. And that's what Dolly came up with, right? The, the thumbnail for this. Isn't that fascinating? Fascinating. So he uses the example of a sewing machine. He says... Don't expect one to materialize magically in front of you out of the, the substance magically. If your company needs a sewing machine, it's not going to just magically show up on your desk, which is why I, I really like to emphasize that in my practical law of attraction course, you know what I mean? The practical law of attraction course, none of this shit's magic. It's not magic, guys. It's not magic. It doesn't just appear in front of you in the ether with a genie and fucking crystals and shit doesn't do that it doesn't work that way at least it's never worked that way for me <laughs> he goes but if you visualize that one is at least being made right and have faith that it will make its way to you somehow you will eventually get that sewing machine okay practically <laughs> right we go to my practical law of attraction course practically speaking if you focus on your sewing machine enough and you don't have the money to get it yet, okay? Because you probably aren't going to get a free sewing machine. I mean, you might, there's someone might be giving, like throwing out a sewing machine that they don't need. And you're like, oh, that's handy. And I just happen to need a sewing machine, right? Like stuff like that does happen. But let's say you just focus on a, the sewing machine and, and your subconscious mind will figure out how you're going to get this eventually, right? That's how it works. You just focus on it enough. Your subconscious will give you ideas on how to get the money in order to get your sewing machine. It's not magic. Okay. Right. He says uh, the power, the power of supreme intelligence. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to, we're going to get spiritual today. We're going to, can I get a, can I, can I get a hallelujah today? 
He says the belief that desires when impressed upon the thinking substance can be fulfilled through the influence of a higher intelligence. So going back to my example of the sewing machine and your subconscious will give you ideas on how you can get that money in order for you or, uh, in order for you to get that sewing machine. The spiritual people, uh, including Mr. Waddles here, would argue that those ideas come from the supreme intelligence or God or the quantum field. It doesn't really matter what you call it. Okay. You get an idea in your head. Does it really matter where it came from? Does it really matter? That's what I'm arguing. Okay. That's why that's what I talk about in the practical law of attraction course. So if you're an atheist and you're like, I don't believe in the sky daddy or whatever atheists say, that's very condescending. Um, you, it doesn't matter. You get an idea in your head. Okay. Did that come from God? Maybe. Did it just come from your subconscious mind? Maybe. Does it matter? No. Okay. You get an idea in your head on how to do something, act on it. Okay. That's how that works. Okay. <laughs> Likewise, he argues that a man in Texas, shout out to those guys in Texas. There's a few of you guys in the chat today. Uh, he argues that a man in Texas may get an idea to do some kind of transaction with you for mutual benefit. That idea could have perhaps come from the supreme intelligence as well, couldn't it? Right? All of a sudden, some guy just is like, you know what? I need to go do business with that Paul guy. He got that idea. Where did that come from? His subconscious mind, the supreme intelligence, the divine matrix. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? The guy's coming to do business with you and give you some money. And now you can afford your goddamn sewing machine. Okay. Paul, you're talking about God and then saying, God damn, what? yeah, he's probably going to smite me. Whatever. Okay. You guys are, I'm just trying to emphasize a point here. God knows what's up. Likewise. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about that, right? Um, it doesn't matter though. Okay. The guy decided to do business with you and now you can order your sewing machine. Okay. But that's how it typically works. According to, um, Wallace DeWaddles, right? You folk, you put this focus and intention out there for something. All of a sudden, you're going to get ideas to go somewhere, to meet certain people. All of a sudden, people are going to just start showing up. They're going to be like, hey, I heard about this, you know? <laughs> it's like maybe they heard about it because you put out advertising out there, though, right? Maybe you got a, a, an idea to put out some kind of ad, and someone found that ad, and now they have the idea, too. It's not magic, guys, right? Your subconscious will give you ideas on how to make things happen, though. You see what I'm saying? You just got to act on it, all right? That's why I really try to break it down and take out the chick crack, okay? Because a lot of people love to think about it like this. Oh, a guy's just going to magically get an idea in his head and come do work with you. Maybe, maybe that's true. But is it? could it also be that you got the idea to put an ad in the paper, right? And then someone read the paper, right? It, it, come on. Let's let's not let's not over magicalize this shit, okay? <laughs> or magicalize it. It's fun. It can be fun. Okay. So the desire, the desire for riches, viewing the desire for wealth as a natural expression of the infinite, seeking to manifest itself through individuals. Okay, guys. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna pass around the tithing pot. And then uh, I'll uh, make sure that when you guys send the super chat in, uh, I'll, I'll make sure I play one of my one of my new sound bites. But we're getting religious here, okay? 
For you religious folks, he says that Jesus said, okay, Jesus said, it is your father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Straight out of the Bible, baby. Okay? Straight out of the Bible for you religious folks. That's why a lot of people like that are religious and, um, you know, they don't like the idea of the law of attraction. I'd say, hey, man, the, like there's, there's things in the Bible that point to this stuff. So it goes hand in hand with any religion, really. And, and, and in my practical law of attraction course, I really don't get into the spiritual stuff too much, but I do at the beginning explain that there is a spiritual explanation. And I give examples of various religions and quotes from their religious books that point to law of attraction. Okay. So it's like the underlying layer of, of all religions. Okay. Uh, remember from my previous chapters that he argues that original substance is seeking physical experience in you and through you and wants to live all that is possible. And we happen to need riches to get that right. That's that we said that in previous chapters, there's this, there's a concept out there that we're all just spiritual beings having a physical experience, right? So he's arguing that it's that, that's our spirit wanting to experience that physical life through us. Right. He argues that if you fix, uh, the belief of the things you want, um, let's see here. If you fix the belief that you things you want, uh, onto the, onto the infinite substance or whatever, it's also God's will to have those things through you and your fi Oh, I see what he's, what, what, what I wrote here last night, man, I need more energy drink guys. <laughs> he argues that if you fix the belief that the things you want is also God's will to have those things too through you, then your faith will become invincible and you will surely have an abundant life. Got it? So if you, if you fix the belief in your head right now that your dreams, right? My man, where's my man Lee at? <laughs> my man Lee, here we go. My man Lee here. My man Lee here is a stand-up comic in Texas, and he's also training to become a pro wrestler, okay? Now, if Lee fixes the belief in his head that he, like, he will become a, a, a famous professional wrestling comedian someday, and there are actually, there are funny wrestlers out there, right? That's actually a, a subgenre of wrestling is comedic wrestlers. There's a guy named Colt Cabana out there. Look him up. But if Lee fixes that his will to succeed at being a funny pro wrestler, uh, if he fixes that belief that it's not only his will, but it's his it's God's will that he becomes this, his faith will be unshakable and he will have an abundant life. Okay. That's what that's what Wallace D. Waddles argues. Okay. And he gives an example of a boy struggling to play the piano in this chapter. The boy could feel the music wanting to come out, but just couldn't get his hands to play the notes right yet, right? So the boy the boy was struggling to learn how to play the piano and he was getting frustrated. And he he told Waddles, 
I can feel it. Like I can feel the music wanting to come out, but I just can't get my hands right. Right. So he argues that that kid, the feeling that that kid was having to get that music out was actually God or the supreme intelligence wanting to express himself artistically through the boy. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I, I grabbed this, this quote here directly from the book because I thought it was good. I just thought this was really well written. That's why, like I also said, it, we're going on a sermon today. Okay. We're just, I am going to read this part of the book to you. Okay. Because I just thought it was good. But he says, God, the one substance is trying to live and do and enjoy things through humanity. He is saying, I want hands to build wonderful structures, to play divine harmonies to paint glorious pictures. I want feet to run my errands, eyes to see my beauties, tongues to tell mighty truths and to sing marvelous songs, and so on. All that there is of possibility is seeking expression through men. God wants those who can play music to have pianos and every other instrument to have the means to cultivate their talents to the fullest extent. He wants those who can appreciate beauty to be able to surround themselves with beautiful things. He wants those who can discern truth to have every opportunity to travel and observe. He wants those who can appreciate dress to be beautifully clothed and those who can appreciate good food to be luxuriously fed. He wants all these things because it is himself that enjoys and appreciates them. It is God who wants to play and sing and enjoy beauty and proclaim truth and wear fine clothes and eat good foods. It is God that worketh in you and will and to do, what is it? God, I fucked that one up. I was doing so good too. Okay. It is God that worketh in you to will and to do, said Paul. Okay. Not Paul me, Paul from the Bible. Man, I fucked that last one up. It was so good. You guys were about to say hallelujah. I could feel it. I could feel it. I know. <laughs> I, I messed it all up at the end. Oh, man. All right. It's because of the leg rest shirt, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Overcoming limiting beliefs. Overcoming limiting beliefs. This is the biggest thing holding you back in all areas of your life. Self-limiting beliefs. Doesn't matter if it's to get money. It doesn't matter if it's to get women. It, you've got self-limiting beliefs that are holding you back right now. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but uh, I was uh, I was talking with one of my coaching clients this morning, and he was telling me uh, he was he was like I I can't go on dates. I can't go on dates. I work until five five thirty or six every every day, and I'm like, what? Why can't you go on dates? Uh, like literally everybody works until five or six every day. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what, what time do you go to bed? Seven, you know, like what? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I usually am in bed by 10 and, uh, you know, I get up at 630. I'm like, so go on drinks at, at seven and, uh, you know, seven to eight drinks. If you like her, you know, eight, eight, eight to nine, go to the second venue home by 10. Like, why can't you do this? I don't understand. Self-limiting beliefs. You understand? <laughs> like, do you do you wait until until you 
you're not working. He does own his own business. So maybe, you know, he does have days in the week that he doesn't work and maybe that works better. Or maybe he has earlier evening. I don't know, but it's like 99% of the people out there are literally working a nine to five job or a, a you know, a nine 30 to 6 PM job, you know, with a you know hour long lunch or whatever, however people do it. But they're literally working that those hours Monday through Friday and they make it work. Why, why can't you, I don't understand. So not naming names though, but he's going to listen. And I'm giving you a shout out, bro. You can do this. <laughs> you can do this. Don't overthink it. Um, overcoming self-limiting beliefs, right? So this is where a little, a lot of people uh, in their life are at, right? They're focused on lack and limitation. And they think about why they can't do something or have something, right? That's where most people are. And, and I did a whole episode with Mike on this. Mike Steele. Shout out to Mike again. Uh, we did a whole episode on this right? All these people out there are thinking about why they can't do something instead of figuring out why they can't. You know what I mean? They think they, uh, uh, he talks about people out there think they don't need that much to be happy. Maybe they don't, right? Maybe they don't, but are they truly happy? Right? Sometimes people delude themselves, don't they? They, they make justifications why they, they're at where they're at. You know what I mean? They're like, no, I'm happy here. I'm happy being a MGTOW guy, not getting laid, right? People, You hear this all the time. Oh, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out there because all women are trash. Are they? There's 4 billion women on the planet. You don't think that there's a couple of good ones out there? Come on. Like you're thinking about why you can't do something. Yes. People would rather win an argument online than become a winner. Yes, it's sad. <laughs> so anyways, so they think that they don't need much to be happy. Maybe they don't, but are they truly happy? That's what I argue to MGTOW guys, right? Something to think about. Something to think about. Faith and manifestation. This is the last concept, and then we'll wrap up here, guys. The idea that one's faith determines what is manifested in their life and the importance of expanding one's desires as faith grows. Now, the very last paragraph in the book is a story about a guy living paycheck to paycheck in a small house. Um, he didn't ever think to consider that putting out intentions could get him anywhere. He, he, he just, he never even knew it was an option, <laughs> right? Wait, wait, we could do that? We can just, we can say uh i set a goal for ourselves and just and and just put that out there right so being uh the meager man he was he tested it out he tested this out right like i always say treat everything like a science experiment test this out let's test this out he tested it out by asking the universe for a rug to brighten up his best room and a fireplace to keep him warm seemed reasonable he wasn't asking for too much eh. That's why, like, a lot of times um, it's good to to test things out with things that are believable to you. You know what I mean? But the thing is, one of the things that I invite you to do in my Practical Law of Attraction course is to put an intention out there that is so big, so big, that it will blow your mind when it happened. Okay? And the funny thing is, when you do that and it happens, it does, in fact, blow your mind. But then you realize that it wasn't that big to begin with, right? And I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of this. I put out the intention last year, earlier in the year, to be a guest on Rule Zero, 
right? Now, you might think, well, that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> to me, it was. Can you imagine? So, like, you're a, you're, a, you're a guy coming up in this space, okay? You hear names like Rich Cooper. You hear names like Rolo Tomasi. You hear names like uh, Ryan Stone, <laughs> right? That son of a bitch. Um, but you hear, you see these guys every week on Rule Zero. They get tons of people showing up for their shows. They get tens of thousands of views. And uh, people quote them all the time. And they're like, oh, I heard about this. You know, I heard from this guy this. And this guy taught me that, right? And you start looking at these guys. They've all ri written books in the space. You've read all their books. You're basically a fan of theirs. That was me. Big fan of all the guys on Rule Zero. Still am. And um, so I'm like, I would love to be a guest on, on rule zero. Right. And that was my goal. Just, just be a guest, put that attention out there. And, um, all last year I was, um, I was doing stuff like I was interviewing those guys. Right. Um, and some of them I had had on my show before I'd already, you know, been introduced to them, but I had them back on the show for various things. And, um, and then I, I would get ideas. I would get these ideas. Like, why don't you send them super chats? Right. Why don't you go on there, go and watch their show. Cause you're watching anyway. And it send them super chats. And um at the very least, it's 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 your you know relatively inexpensive advertising for your show, but you're also it's basically inserting yourself into their consciousness by doing this, right? I, I was just getting these ideas and I would act on it, right? It was like sometime like a, a, a later in the year, I think maybe October, um I, I had just finished up doing my series on the 49 maxims of game on YouTube. And uh, I get this. I, I heard someone saying, Hey, I, someone's talking about having you on their show. And I'm like, uh, or they said, Rolo's talking about having you on his show. And I was like, on Rolo's show, like Rolo doesn't do guests. What, what are you talking about? I just heard that from somebody. And uh, I was like, what episode was that? And like, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And uh, I started showing up in, in Rolo's chats and started sending him super chats and he would show it on the screen and stuff like that. And, and, um, and then one day he, he mispronounced my name or something or mispronounced the name of my show. He does it all the time. To this day, Rolo can't pronounce the name of my show, but that's okay. And um, so I put on, on, on social media joking about it saying uh, when, when, when Rolo Tomasi can't remember the name of your show and it was just a, a picture of a heart with a knife in it right? <laughs> Rolo, Rolo uh, commented on that. And he goes, he goes, I'll make it up to you. I'm going to invite you to be a panelist on rule zero. And I was just like, what? Holy shit, guys. <laughs> the guys in the 3% uh, man group, like probably remember, but I posted a screenshot like, holy shit, guys. Cause it was literally on my goal board for the entire year to be a guest. And then my, not only was I not, I, he didn't offer me a guest spot. He offered me a full panelist spot in my first episode. I hosted that son of a bitch. That blew my mind. Now, having done it for an entire year now, I'm like, oh, that goal actually was, wasn't that hard to accomplish, right? But it blew my mind. You see what I'm saying? So this guy, going back to the story, this guy. He tested the theory out by saying, hey, I want a, I want a carpet for my, my living room and I want a fireplace to keep me warm, right? When he got those things in a couple of months, he was shocked, right? It blew his mind. He did, But he decided to start going around his house and visualizing improvements on his house. You know, he's like, oh, well, if that worked, well, let me 
visualize this being fixed, right? And as things started improving and his house started getting nicer and better and he started acquiring the things needed to do the improvements on his stuff, his faith started growing, right? I call this exactly as Nathan says here, I call those raindrops. I got that concept from uh, from Andrew Cap. Okay, shout out to Andrew Cap. Uh, from he he wrote a book called The Last Law of Attraction, book you'll ever need to read. Ph phenomenal book. I can't I can't uh, stress that enough. In fact, I list it in the at the end of my book in recommended reading. But um, I call that raindrops, right? A lot of people think this stuff is magical thinking. It's woo woo chick crack, but it's not. And I call it raindrops because when when a, when rain happens, it doesn't just happen all at once. You don't get this torrential downpour. You it starts off with little raindrops. You start seeing little signs that things are going to happen for you. A raindrop for me, going on rule zero was was Rolo making that comment on Twitter. Right there, you go. Raindrops. Anyways, I invite you to try it out. Okay, in my course. I talk about attracting a specific dime, okay? I, 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 a very specific dime. Like finding dimes is easy, right? We do it all the time. We see dimes all the day. So why not try with something easy like a dime? That's the way I, I, I put out in the course. And I believe, Nathan, correct me if I'm wrong. It's, it's a 1983 dime, right? 1983 dime. The funny thing is like I arbitrarily picked that specific date of a dime I didn't realize about a 1983 dime is an extremely rare dime. Like it's a very rare dime. <laughs> but I, I I picked a specific date because I was like, you won't believe it if you just find a dime. But if you find a, a dime with a specific date, like you'll believe it. You'll go, oh God, wow, look at this. I attracted this specific date dime. Okay. So I invite, I invite you to try it out. That particular dime happens to be uh, just an extremely rare dime. So if you find it, it's actually worth more than a dime, I believe. So, um, and I think Nathan's found a 1984 dime by now, which is pretty goddamn close. Yeah, it's pretty goddamn close. Um, but once you start seeing things show up for you after you put out your intentions out there, you just can't unsee it. You can't unsee it, guys. It's it's amazing. It, like when you start doing this stuff. And your goals keep manifesting, right? Like no one likes the word manifest. It sounds too woo-woo. But when things start showing up for you in life, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. It'll change your whole viewpoint on everything. All right? It's almost like magic. <laughs> John's got a super chat. Uh, I'm going to give you the, the other one because uh, Nathan took the first one. He says, there are good women out there. Just have to find them. That's right. We get what we focus on in life, and you get... Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. Yes, John is a cold-ass honky. <laughs> that was the other sound drop that I added today, guys. All right, let's wrap up. Uh, tune in to Rule Zero tomorrow. I believe I am hosting. I haven't got confirmation, but once I get off the stream, I'm going to go check. I believe I'm hosting. And if I am hosting, we're going to do a fun 12 Red Flags of Christmas episode, guys. That should be fun, right? So tune into Rule Zero tomorrow. Um, after Rule Zero, tune into the Dragon Ship. We're going to be talking about giving your girl a bone or something. I can't remember. <laughs> giving your girl a bone or something. I can't remember. I think that's what it is. Something, something along those, something about bones and girls and Christmas. And your girl's a good girl. She gets a bone. 
right? Okay. <laughs> Something like that. Um, guys, be sure to like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Thank you to everybody that started off in the live chat today. I appreciate it. Thank you for the super chats, guys. I, I really appreciate those. That helps keep this uh, podcast going. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I'll send you some free goodies. Get the book, guys. The book, everything I wish I knew when I was 18. It's available now on Amazon in all formats, including Audible. So get that. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, guys. Everything I talked about today, I break it down into practical, simple, easy-to-use steps. And I take out the, the, the magical thinking. I take out the spirituality out of it. Um, you can, you know, if you're, a, if you're a, a, a religious guy, you can feel free to put that spirituality back into it. That's okay. That's okay. But I take it out just to make this more accessible to everybody. Okay. Check out that course. It'll change your life. And then uh, get on the beer club, guys. Remember, Eric Everhard's giving us a, a, a free seminar here on January 7th. So if, uh, if you want to learn how to do the sex better, get in the beer club now. And then coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. That's all I got. We will see you guys on Rule Zero tomorrow. This has been the Come On Man Podcast. Now, go out and get it.